Welcome to the Equip and Encourage Podcast. My heart and prayer is to be an encouragement to you in your pursuit of Jesus and to equip you in the advancement of His kingdom. If you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my website at pastorjoshleadership.com. Well, hey, welcome to the Equip and Encourage podcast. I'm so excited about season three. Here we are, season three. We've been doing this for just a little over a year now. Got two seasons under our belt, and I'm excited to jump into this season. Got a lot of exciting things going on. I'm currently working on uh, having guests uh, join us. I've already got a couple scheduled in for 2019, so I'm super pumped about that. I really felt like the Lord was... putting on me and putting on our church that this is the year of the green light. This is the year to move forward into some of those things. I might be sharing a little bit uh, about that throughout this season and uh, just excited about all the, the green lights that are going on and people are moving forward into new things and and operating at the level that God has called them to do. So I just want to encourage you to go for it. Whatever God has put on your heart, whatever God has spoke to you, just respond to that and start moving forward into all the things that God has for you in 2019. Again, I'm currently working on guests this season. I already got a, a couple booked up. If you have recommendations uh, for somebody that you might like to have in uh, on the show here, we can get them on here and try to do a couple of interview formats like we did in season Season one, we didn't do any in season two. Just kind of took a break from that, but we are going to see how that goes. Well, hey, before I jump into this week's lesson and encouragement, let's jump into this week's equipping session. So, Ed Young, the pastor of Fellowship Church. Uh, does a little teaching. It's not even really a teaching. It's just an idea uh, that he developed called cramativity. Uh, a lot of times we talk about creativity. Uh, I'm a creative person. I do a lot of creative work. I have a lot of friends that do creative work. Most people I knew, know do something uh, creative. And Ed Young, I heard, is probably one of the most creative pastors I know of and just phenomenal about all the things that he does. And I follow him on Instagram. And I've heard him talk about what he calls crambativity. And basically what crambativity is, is that you're not so locked in to the creative things and the ideas that you have. Uh, you're not so locked into those that you can't cram in the moment, right at the moment, because sometimes whenever it's time to deliver, and for him, he's a pastor, so he delivers it at the moment, whether it be in your workplace, whatever you're doing, uh, that you aren't so locked into the plan that you can't get away from that because some of the best ideas come right in the spur of the moment, right in the beginning, right before. And if you know anything about Ed Young and Fellowship Church, they have a huge church, and there's some t- he's developed his team so much to know that he might have a last minute idea like five minutes before he hits the stage and they're actually able to uh, produce his idea and get it out there before the people so 
it's pretty awesome at that scale. You can imagine how much is on the line. And so how much more for us that don't have such big organizations or maybe big things that our hand, our hands are to, uh, that, that we're doing that we will be a little bit more flexible in the moment just to allow that creativity to flow. I know sometimes I'm like, nah, I haven't had enough time to develop that idea. And so just the idea that some of the best ideas come on the spur of the moment and just make sure that we are people that are willing to get off the script and get into that cramativity. So love that from Ed Young. I'll link it in the show notes as well as in the Facebook feed here. Well, hey, I wanted to start off this season by talking about your value, your worth. We had a powerful moment on Sunday and uh, worship was going on. And uh, man, God was just really stirring my heart. I hadn't been moved that much in worship in a long time. I was actually weeping. And um, God just really started stirring my heart about the idea of worth. And he actually gave me a picture. And I saw a uh, an Old West wanted poster. Uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with that. And on this poster, it said wanted and then it just, I saw it like a social media profile pic of, of just different faces of people's faces of your face. And it said on there for the, the value of the one that was wanted, it said everything. And I just thought, man, how powerful is it that God wants us, that he paid everything for us to have us, that we're wanted, that we're worth it, that we're valuable. And many times we demean that value in our own lives. We we think we're insignificant. We think we're not important. But I wanted to talk a little bit today about just our value and our worth in Jesus. It says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Other words, we've come to Jesus. We've given our lives to Jesus. We've surrendered our life to Jesus. He's given us every blessing in that. It says this in verse four, Ephesians one again, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what, I love this, this is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. Listen, beloved, you are valuable to God. And sometimes we talk about God loves us. And I think that that is critical. It's, it's important to understand that. But we throw around that word loved so much that I think sometimes we underestimate the power of the love of God in our life, that God actually wants us, that he sees us and he thinks, man, they are worth it. You are worth it to God. You are worth everything that Jesus paid for. And that's the first thing. I just got three little points here for you. Number one, you are worth it. You know, you're undeserving of the love of God, but you're worthy of his love. You're worthy of his love. If you aren't worth it, God wouldn't pay for something that wasn't worth it. And Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus is so 
significant in human history, but he would do it just for you if you were the only one. And I just want to encourage you in this today that you are the delight and the desire of your heavenly father. You were worth it all. So stop measuring yourself by your failures and start seeing the value that God has for you. Stop measuring yourself by your past because we know in the new covenant that he remembers our sins no more. Stop measuring yourself uh, even by your accomplishments, by your good things. Stop measuring yourself by those things. Listen, Jesus already knew your worth when he went to the cross. He already knew your value. So he didn't come to measure your worth He came to reveal it. So we discover our worth in the price that Jesus paid for. You are worth it, beloved. You are worth it. When Jesus looks at your life, he's not disappointed and he's not frustrated. He looked at it. He looked at your life and he said, you are worth the highest price and I'll pay the highest price to have you. Number two, you're approved. So you're worth it. And number two, you're approved. Have you ever got one of those letters in the mail from a a creditor that says you're pre-approved? And as you start to read the letter, you know, I did this early on, called and said, hey, I I saw that I was pre-approved for the loan. Well, I wasn't really pre-approved from the loan. I was what they call pre-qualified, which basically meant that I got to be on their list of people uh, to send a message to. Listen, the approval that we have in God isn't like that. It isn't a false narrative of approval. No, he looked at us and he said, you know what? I want them. I approve of them. I see they're worthy of my love. And listen, it's not based upon your score. It's not based upon your performance. It's based upon the goodness of God. It's based upon the love that Jesus had for you. So Jesus didn't, and let me just say this, we're talking about scores. Jesus didn't come uh, to, 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 to change the score. He came to change the game and so Jesus changed everything and he did it because he saw that you were worth it and so um, you're not a if you weren't approved he wouldn't have adopted you into his family and this is what the scripture says right here that he chose us that he brought us in he adopted us into his family so you are already approved he already sees you he already wants you you're already approved um now, this doesn't mean that he necessarily always approves of his of our behavior, but he approves of, of us as his people. He wants us. And that's the third part. And I keep saying it. We keep coming back to that word. You are wanted. You are wanted. Listen, he knew what he was getting into when he picked you. He knew how faulty you were. He knew the mistakes that you would make. He knew uh, your personality. He knew your weakness. Uh, He knew everything about you, but he wanted you still. It was intentional when he picked you. And it says that right there, that he chose us in advance. Like he already knew how jacked up we were. He knew that we wouldn't live lives that were worthy of everything Jesus paid for. He looked at us and he said, you know what? I want them. I see they're messed up. I see they're weak. I see their, their frailty. I see that they're not, you know, they're not going to be the most perfect person, but listen, I love them perfectly and I want them. He chose us in advance. He decided in advance to adopt us. He, he chose adopt us. He chose us. First Peter two, nine says you are a chosen people that you are hand chosen that he saw you. He saw the depths of you and he wanted you still. He wanted you still. Uh, that word chosen is a 
Ecclesiastos. It's where we get Ecclesia for the church. And that means the elected or the selected ones chosen by implication of favorite. So God looked at us and he said, you're my favorite. You are my favorite. And we, we tell our kids that a lot. We say, you know what? You're my favorite 11-year-old. You're my favorite 9-year-old. You know, you're my favorite, which we have an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old now. But we will tell them, you're my favorite. Maybe not my favorite out of the four, but you are my favorite of the world of you. You are my favorite. You are my favorite Moriah. You are my favorite Judah. You are my favorite Elisa. You are my favorite Uriah. So we love our kids specifically and individually. They are favored in in our sight. And so when God wanted you, he picked you on those terms, not because you had it all figured out, not because you were, uh, that you could bring so much to the table. No, just because he saw how special and unique you were and he picks you. And let me just say this about being chosen, uh, is the fact that he picks you knowing that he is royalty, that he has royal taste. So when he chose you, he chose you and brought you into a royal family. And I said we had three points. We actually have four. The fourth is this, is you are embraced. You are embraced. So he doesn't just look at you and say, yeah, you can come in the house. No, no, no. He says, you can't just come into the house. You you can actually come up and crawl up in my lap. You can crawl into my arms. You are embraced. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. It gave him great pleasure. Check this out. James chapter 118. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we out of all creation became his most prized possessions. You know, we took a trip last summer and saw just some of the most beautiful spots in America and uh, loved it. It was gorgeous. We were up at Yellowstone. You know, we, we look at these pictures, the the wonders of the world, all these beautiful places. And we know that that, that for believers, man, that really inspires us because we know that our God created that and we're so blown away. But, you know, out of all that, of all the, the wonderful galaxies that we can look at through telescopes and all the, the things that are wonderful and beautiful that God created, you know, out of all of that, that we, his people, are his most prized possession. We're the thing that he is most that he is most proud of, that he loves the most. His people are his most prized possession. Listen, I just encourage you today, walk in your identity. Walk in the understanding that God sees you and he sees you as worth it. You are worth it. You are worth the price of Jesus. You are valued. You are worth it. You are wanted, you are longed for, you are approved. Beloved, this is your identity before God. Just encourage you today. Walk in the goodness of Jesus. Experience his love. If you're not feeling it today, just say, Lord, I need to feel your acceptance. I need to feel your love today. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. That's all we got. Hey, share this with your friends. Let them know what's going on. The Equip and Courage, Equip and Encourage podcast. Again, you can subscribe on iTunes or anywhere else that you listen to your podcast share the video and I sure love you guys. Thanks so much. Look forward to all that God's going to do this year. Have a great week.